Wonder how that woman came up with her cool idea and turned it into a business? Listen in to find out how. Welcome to Women Inspired. I'm your host, Linda Ugalow, and on this show, I speak with women and a few cool dudes, all of them artists, healers, changemakers, and entrepreneurs about what fires them up and how they put their dreams into action. And today, I'm really excited to have on my show a professional and life coach who is certified in spiritual life coaching, Mal Duane. Welcome. Thank you, Linda. It's a joy to be here with you. I'm so excited because you have one of those stories that really, you know, so many people can connect with. You know, a story of overcoming challenges that aren't really visible <laughs> necessarily on the outside, but people suffer with, and how you're able to harness that, transform it, and flourish. Tell us a little bit about your story. Well, it sounds like a train wreck, but it didn't look like one at first. I hid my symptoms very well. So I, when you say your symptoms, like describe what was what was Well, I on. struggled with alcohol abuse and depression, self-condemnation. But I was modeling and traveling the globe and doing photo shoots. So here was this mask of this young woman that you'd see in magazines, but behind that was a very wounded, disturbed young girl who had no sense of self-worth, no self-esteem. And so she used alcohol as a Band-Aid to feel good about herself. And unfortunately, that hook lasted 25 years. I abused alcohol before I was able to really understand what was going on within me, how I felt about myself, and how my own thinking was holding me hostage to all of this. Wow. Wow. So when you say you were doing photo shoots, were you in front of or behind the camera? Oh, in front. So, so you were modeling. Yes, I was. So to everybody else, you know, I had a life that most women would say, oh, I want to be her. Yes. But they yes. didn't know what was going on behind mm -hmm. that mask. Mm -hmm. I could show up every day and wear the best of clothes and fabulous makeup and hair and be anybody but me. So it was the most perfect thing for me to do because I didn't think the real me was what anybody wanted or mm. cared about. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like those wounds probably went back a long way. They did. Yeah. Well, we pick up crazy things when we're little and mm -hmm. we interpret and then we keep building those perceptions and they all of that eventually becomes like mud on our lenses on how we look at life. And until I understood that all those perceptions I had created really weren't my truth, I wasn't able to step out and, and grow and move forward and do what I wanted. Wow. So you talked about some of the ways you spoke to yourself, your self-condemnation. Is that something that is common? I mean, is, that seems like something that everybody does to some extent, or most people do. Well, yes, most women, I think, struggle with self-worth. Mm -hmm. I think it's the number one issue. But mine went much deeper than that. It wasn't really a criticism. It was condemning myself that, you know, I was unlovable 
and I wasn't good enough, and I couldn't do anything right. There was just no positivity there for me to, you know, grasp onto. Mm. So it was a very dark place to live mm -hmm. for so long. Yeah. So what was it that triggered the shift for you? Interesting. Um, I was thinking about dying. I was planning out my death. And how could I leave this planet, do it in a way that wouldn't cause too much commotion or hurt my mom, whatever, at the time? And when I was planning all of that, I, I really believe it was some type of divine intervention. Because for the very first time in my life, I heard a different voice in my head. And it wasn't that usual screaming or condemnation or attacking. This voice was very soothing, very gentle, and it said, Oh no, dear child, you are not leaving now. Mm. You have many lessons to learn, and when you have mastered those lessons, you will need to go and teach others. That was the beginning. Because all of a sudden, there was a, a sense of peace that came over me that I had not felt since I was a child. Mm. I knew something was happening. And I just got very still. I wasn't alarmed. You know, my first reaction was, oh my gosh, am I having a breakdown? Have I killed too many brain cells? But then I realized that it was something real, that there was something within me, and call it my higher guidance, my higher self, um, intuition. There was something that was happening that was saying, no, 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 this is not going to happen. You have a purpose, and once you figure this purpose out, then you're going to go and help others. And that's what I do now. Wow. Wow. So how did you figure it out? Like, what do, what do, what can somebody do? Well, the first thing I did was I had to get sober. So I went right into AA, fully embracing the program. And the first time I walked into one of those halls, <laughs> I thought I was at home. I mean, I never felt so accepted. I heard stories of women that were similar to me, that had the same battles, and that gave me a sense of comfort to really work that program. Those people were so loving, and um, I went to meetings every day for 90 days, got, went, did, went and did uh, step meetings, read all the literature, big book, all those things that are very you know, well known with AA. And it gave me a great foundation. But as I did that, more of my own personal power started to emerge. And I started to sense that there was something so much more about Mal that I didn't know, and about personal transformation and the power we have. And I just dove into that 100%. And started reading every book I could get my hands on about self-help, personal transformation. Everything from Adi Ashante to Gary Zuka, probably a thousand books. Courses, all kinds of healing modality programs. And what I ultimately learned was that we are so powerful as human beings, as women, once we understand our own worth and how good we really are, and when we can make sense out of what happens to us in life, that these things, 
they're challenges, but they're there to teach us, not to destroy us. It was a game changer. Everything just started to change very quickly in my life. So when we look at the things in our life as lessons or what we can learn from them, even if they're not pleasant, then we can feel empowered by them? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We're not put here to suffer. And life is going to have good moments and it's going to have painful moments. And when we are in the midst of a challenge, instead of thinking that life is happening to us and it's causing us this great discomfort, what if we looked at that life is happening through us? What am I supposed to take out of this? What is the seed here that I'm supposed to learn about this situation that may contribute to my personal growth? And when I learned that, I became unstoppable as far as creating what I wanted, understanding what was happening. When I was put into a challenge, I didn't react. I made powerful choices about what I wanted to do. It created a whole new pathway for me. Wow. So did you stay with modeling? Did you move into something else? No, um, I left modeling about the age of 25. I was considered old then mm -hmm. and went into business. And I loved sales and working with people. Ultimately. I opened up my own real estate business. I went into real estate sales and was still drinking when I first started my real estate practice. But once I stopped drinking, that's when the entrepreneur came out. That's when the girl who really knew what she was doing came out and had that confidence and passion to create. And so that's when I opened my own business, which still exists. But uh, it's just one of the many projects I've done. Wow. So in order to, like, how do you let go of the past? Like, you say, find the lesson. Is there anything else to letting go? Acceptance. And that's a very hard thing for us to do. It is natural for us to resist and push back when we are in pain. If we could just not push back and just be with it, and understand that what is happening has a higher purpose. And when this painful moment passes, instead of rehashing that story and resisting it, to accept that we went through that experience for a reason. And I've had many painful things happen in my life. And I told you before we started this show, I would keep rehashing old stories in my head, things that happened 20 years ago that were meaningless, but to me were causing me pain today. We have to stop the resistance and accept that we are here for a divine purpose, and that purpose evolves through these challenges, through these lessons. For me, the more I was challenged, the more my purpose became very clear as to what I was to do. It was to serve women who were going to walk through the same painful experiences that I did. But I was going to show them how to get up and go back living life with, with happiness and joy and peace. 
so that's how you, your work has evolved yes. today. Yes, very much so. Yes. Yeah. So you have a book. Yes. What's the name of it? Alpha Chick. <laughs> how did you come up with Alpha Chick? What does that mean? Well, people think that it's about power or control. It's not any of those things. It's about being an awakened, authentic, and abundant woman. And all of that comes from within. It is nothing about exterior control. It's all about interior power and choice. Um, the book came out in 2012. And when Hay House said I didn't have a big enough platform, I was like, maybe I'm not meant to do this, because I really didn't know about a platform or anything. But Again, and what is a platform? Platform is, you know, your social media, your tribe, your following. And I didn't really have much of that then. But I learned very quickly how to build that and create that so that I could launch the book. And I did self-publish. Um, and it was one of the most exciting days of my life because I was able to take that book as a self-published woman to 11 in the U.S. in self-help and one and two in Canada. And this is on Amazon? Yes. Wow. Yes. Number 11 in self-help. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, but that's not even the best part of it. The best part of it is the independent awards that I won afterwards. So it, it validated my message that women wanted to hear this, that they are stronger, they're more beautiful, they are loved, and if they can just find the peace in the experiences that they are having, they can transcend that pain. And so the awards were that validation for me. That's fantastic. What kind of book awards are there? Well, let's see. Uh, there was the People's Choice Awards, which was a gold. There was the Pinnacle Achievement Award. There was the Addiction Recovery Book of the Year, 2013. And uh, won a silver in ebooks, um, and there was one other one, and now I can't think of it at the moment. But all of them just touched my heart. Wow, that's so exciting to feel that you know this place of pain and suffering that you went through could evolve into something that was so impactful for other people in a positive way. It makes the journey a gift. Yeah, instead of being overwhelming and painful. It had a purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, my lesson was. I needed to learn that, that what was happening, you know, the heartbreak, the rejections, anything that touched my heart, what I thought was in a negative way, was really part of my growth, my soul expanding. Me stepping into who I was really meant to be. Mm. Wow. It sounds so much more pleasant than staying in a place of anger. Oh, of, yes. <laughs> you know, people, this person did this to me, or life dealt me this experience, or that is so entrapping. Yes. I mean, you're, what you're showing is a journey or a pathway out of that and into some much bigger possibilities. I have no anger in me today. You can probably sense yeah. that. And I've yeah. had people that have done really cruel things to me. Mm -hmm. I have no anger. Um, I hold them in love today 
and a complete forgiveness. Mm. And that's how I empower myself, how I heal, and also what I want to teach, you know, women who have been hurt, mm -hmm. who have been knocked down. Mm -hmm. You can get back up. So if you were to give a few steps to somebody who feels knocked down and who, you know, thinks, well, it sounds great, but how do I do this? You mentioned don't resist, accept. Can you give us Absolutely. a little bit more? Well, I have a five-step process that I call FAITH because that's the acronym for it. So the first one is focus. We naturally, when something happens in our lives, we put all the focus on what's happening. Maybe it's the other person or the event. The first thing we need to do is bring that focus in. Bring all our thought, our energy in. And when we do that and just get quiet with it, in most cases, we will hear that other voice. We will get that clarity. We will get that intuitive guidance that will show us what is our best choice? What is the next step we should take rather than reacting in an out-of-control way? Well, it's interesting you say, uh, you said to bring it in, which I think to a lot of people would think, oh, but that's where all my thoughts are. But then you said in a quiet way. Yes. So to find that quiet place. Yes. Getting still. Mm -hmm. And I use meditation. I've been meditating for 30 years. And I think it's one of the things that absolutely changed my life, especially being in recovery, because our minds, usually monkey minds of an alcoholic, you know, just, they don't stop. So meditation was really a, a wonderful gift. And if someone can get into just, you know, trying to get quiet, allow the ego to stop talking just for a few minutes. Just yes. let that settle down. So they can maybe put the timer on for three minutes and just see how they can quiet yes. the, the mind. Exactly. Okay, that's great. So What's this number two? Acceptance, which we talked about a bit. You know, as, as women, we love to carry all our old baggage with us and constantly just dragging that around. Well, we have to let it go. And by accepting ourselves and releasing that, just those negative perceptions that we hold about ourselves is probably one of the most freeing things we can do. And we can do that through forgiveness of ourselves and forgiveness of others. And it takes practice. Journaling can support that acceptance practice by just writing out what's going through my head. Is this true? Because when we journal or write, we tell the truth. Really the words of our soul will come out on paper. Mm. Um, we don't lie to ourselves when we write. And so it's a very freeing and clearing process to get to that point of what's really true here. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get the acceptance. That's great. What's the third one? Intention which is my favorite stuff. Because now it is, and I practice this with this a lot. Intention is about living deliberately, creating what we want. Instead of waking up every day and not knowing what you want to do next, or you get a call and, or an email that triggers you, and you just immediately start a path of reacting to that. Isn't it nice to 
respond to what life brings us. And we can do that when we live with intention. Intention, for me, has the soul of the universe behind it. Goals are lovely, but they're written wishes. When you set an intention, your soul is behind that. You're going you're gonna to manifest that. When you intend something, you're going to manifest so it. So give us an example of an intention versus a goal. Well, an intention would be something that doesn't come from the ego as much. And an intention comes more from the heart and the soul, where your goal comes from the ego. For example, a goal might be, well, I want to make $100,000 this coming year, where the intention might be, I'd like to build a company that would serve others or educate others or help people do X, Y, Z and have it be successful. That's the difference. One is very egotistical and the other one is with service. Mm. Okay, so then we, we have F-A-I. T is for thoughts because our thoughts are energy. That's all they really are. And, um, but we don't pay attention to them. We allow this negativity to keep going over and over and over and over in our minds. If we could just pay attention to what we are thinking. And I learned years ago from Tony Robbins to put an elastic band on my wrist. And I'm, I don't have it on today, which is very surprising. Um, when I'm going to do an interview, I usually wear it. And what happens is when we're in these negative thoughts, pull that elastic band, release it. It's a trigger. It's an emotional trigger, a physical trigger. Well, what was I thinking? I've got to stop that. Now sometimes I just sort of tap myself on the forehead. I say, oh, man, what are you thinking? That's negative. It's not serving you. It's not supporting what you want to do. You change your thoughts. It's just a matter of practice. Fantastic. And then we have H. Yes. When we've put all these things into play, we start to feel very centered, very balanced, we're focused. And when we're in that place of really inner strength and authenticity, we need to go and help others. It's the law of reciprocity. And what we cast into that pond creates ripples. So I teach women, look, at, once you've got your act together and you're really feeling good about yourself and you're empowered, you have got to go out and help others to also feel that way. And we can do that. We are, when we are strong, we are fabulous contributors. And that's what that final step is, because it empowers us as much as the people we help. Beautiful. Beautiful. Wow. Well, I have my wild card box yes. here. And I'd love for you to pick one. And you've been giving us so many pearls of wisdom. Give us one. Okay. I love to dance on my feet. So let's see. Intuition. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, that just speaks to me. Um, we talked about this in the beginning. And this is something that many of us don't pay attention to. We have within us the most beautiful guide that will always tell us the truth about what's happening in our lives. But many times we shut it down and we're like, that can't be. But that really is our intuition. 
It speaks to us so perfectly, so clearly. It's gentle. It has a voice of love. It is here to serve us. I could not have picked a more beautiful little bird today. But that's really, it's, it is a gift that we get, we're born with. We never lose it. And we need to listen to it. It's a life changer. Fantastic. Thank you. So how can our audience find you online? Well, they can go to my website, maldwainecoach.com. And that's uh, M-A-L-D-U-A-N-E coach.com. Yes. Great. That's wonderful. And I'm on Facebook and social media and YouTube and all those nice places. And your book again is called? Alpha Chick. Okay, and they can get that on Amazon. Yes. That's beautiful. Well, I am so grateful that you've been here and sharing your, your journey, your, your really invaluable tips for how to live a life that is flourishing and how women can empower themselves and each other. Yes. Thanks so much. Thank you, Linda. This is wonderful. I love being with you. Thank you. So I am also a coach for people who want to present either on stage or on camera or at a networking event. And if that's something that is up in your life, you'll want to grab my free Fear to Fabulous Blueprint, Mastering the Inner Game of Speaking Live or On Camera. And you can get that at lindayugalo.com forward slash blueprint. That's lindayugalo.com forward slash blueprint. And if you enjoyed today's episode, you can find the replay on YouTube or you can go to my website, lindayugalo.com, and you can listen to it on iTunes as a podcast. Be sure to come in for the next episode. Thank you for listening to Women Inspired. The show is recorded live in the studios of Bedford TV in Massachusetts. Music courtesy of Sheik Gamin. If you like this episode, please leave a review or comment. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or watch all the TV episodes of Women Inspired with the show notes and links at www.lindayugalo.com forward slash TV.